is Free Talk Live. 855-453. That's how you get in touch with us. That's our toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. I'm Chris. In studio, we also have... Ian. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. <laughs> well, nobody. You're not a nobody, Rich. I, I just I don't <laughs> want this to come across as being self-deprecating. Well, 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 no. I mean, we're all nobodies because it's a big club, but none of us are in it. Well, you do you have know, a point as George Carlin puts it. George Carlin, uh, a brilliant man who I would vote for president. That would actually get me uh, to the polls this time. Really? Otherwise, I may be voting for nobody. Um, well, I, I'll be running for uh, governor, probably. Um, so nobody <laughs> for <know>. governor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that, you know, that uh, be sure to come out for the primary. That's the, that's the part that really counts. Does it? It'll be it'll be fun. I, I think this whole nobody uh, campaign will will it'll yeah. be interesting if nothing else. It'll give us something to talk about. Well, the first step is to get through the uh, the the probate court hearing to approve the name change. Until then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fun is only in the jokes that we get to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But fortunately, we do get to tell those jokes every Thursday when I'm in uh, in studio with these two fine gentlemen. We'll try to make sure they're new jokes. Good, yeah. If you can keep your material fresh, Rich, that's. I mean, nobody. That's all. I, all I care about. Uh, something else I do care about was, is Julian Assange and oh, how boy. poorly he is being treated. We knew this was coming. We did. Uh, so initially, Julian Assange was finally removed from the embassy in London, where he is is basically the Ecuadorian uh, embassy, where he has been a. I don't know even how to put this. How, what's a good way? House arrest. Self-imposed house arrest. He, he knew that if he left that right. embassy, he would be arrested by the British officials who would likely turn him over to the U.S. I think the technical term is sanctuary. That's what they call it when you do it in a church. Yeah, that's, that's one way of looking at it. Uh, whatever it was, at least he wasn't being held in a prison. Right. Um, so they, they pulled him out and they did what governments do. They immediately threw him in a prison. And right. they have charged him uh, with the only count that existed. I'm looking at these guys for a little bit of uh refresher here. The only charge the British actually brought was he, failure to appear. Basically. Failure. Yeah. Basically, mm. he didn't show up for court hearings related to. They sentenced uh, him to a, uh, a year over they, that. Oh, they maxed it out. Yeah. 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 So while he's uh, been sitting there, the U.S. brought one single charge, only one charge against him. And that was basically conspiring uh, with uh, Private Manning, uh, now known as Chelsea Manning, to crack a password. This was the was, initial charge. One single charge, right. right. That's what made the headlines initially. And what we said on this show was there's probably going to be more coming. And sadly, there is. This comes to us from NBC News WikiLeaks. The feds don't just bring one charge against somebody. They always have a you know a bevy of them to hit you with, to overwhelm you, and to in- increase the likelihood that you're going to take a plea deal. Right. And they didn't just add one. They added 17, 17. new charges under the Espionage Act. We'll get the date on the Espionage Act, but it seems to me it was 1917 was when this law was enacted. It's a very old one. This is madness. This is a quote. 
uh, from WikiLeaks. This is madness. It is the end of national security journalism well, and the madness, First Amendment. But, but it's government. I mean, that's what government does. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. It's madness. It's, it's it's madness to be expected. It's it's humans uh, forcing their viewpoint their way on other human beings through the threat of, of violence. I mean, that's that's crazy. Isn't that an interesting yeah. point? And we we I know others talk about it enough on this show, but I don't always talk about mm-hmm. it. Government's people. You, you want to mm-hmm. you want to call it whatever you want. You want to make it into something big and huge and powerful and all that. But in the end, it's just it's people just like you and I who happen to decide that they their opinions are very important, must be followed, and perhaps they'll enact some laws so that if somebody dares um, make it easier for whistleblowers to get a little press and get the stories out about what your government is doing wrong or is doing illegally. Uh, God forbid we got to shut him up. The Department of Justice announced 17 new charges against WikiLeaks founders Julian Assange on Thursday, including a virtually unprecedented move to charge him with publicly with publishing classified material, a move that could pose challenges to First Amendment protections. In a superseding yeah. indictment, a grand jury in Alexandria, Virginia, has accused Assange of breaking the law by inducing Army Private Chelsea Manning to send him classified documents and then publish material that included the names of confidential sources who provided information to American diplomats. Does it say what inducements he offered? Because to <laughs> induce somebody to do something is to is to pay them mm-hmm. or, or that's, that's somehow offer them value. Right. Uh, and this is a... Well, maybe we'll find out a little bit more. Again, this is uh, an MSNBC or a C, uh, NBC News uh, article, which may not get into all the detail, but maybe we'll pull up mm-hmm. the actual indictment and see. Wouldn't what one it be does. able to induce by just simply informing and encouraging? Does it always have to be con- consideration? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I that's one of those words that I've though. never looked it up. I've I've just kind of learned its meaning from uh, context. context. So, I don't know. I think its most common usage is is when you've hired somebody. To Number do one, according to Dictionary dot com, to lead or move by persuasion or influence. So by persuasion or yeah. influence. So you could oh, persuade with you know consideration, or you could right. persuade with just plain old good ideas. And okay. hey, you could help the uh, you know free the world by releasing this information, Chelsea, or at the time, Bradley. Yeah, at the time. Um, it's interesting. And by the way, just before you go on, uh, for listeners who don't recall, uh, Chelsea Manning's gone back to jail within the last couple of weeks because she refused to testify to the initial grand jury that she was told to testify uh, to, spent something like two months in jail for refusing to do that, was released, but then immediately they impaneled another grand jury that then uh, demanded her attendance as well, and so she's again refusing uh, to participate. So presumably these 17 charges came from the first grand jury, and now they've got another grand jury that they want her to testify to. So they're still cooking here. They're, right. they're still looking for uh, for more charges on which to, uh, to uh, it seems like, to bring uh, Ju- Julian Assange. Yeah, normally I would... I would assert that the government is just charge stacking. Um, of course. But but I don't know if that's actually the case. So the idea of charge stacking is, is okay, you got pulled over for speeding, but we're also going to charge you with reckless driving and we're 
charge you with dangerous uh, engagement of other vehicles. Whatever you can imagine, they, they'll come up with like 10 or 15 things to charge you with when you did one thing wrong. Mm. That's that's the idea of charge stacking. The idea is to get you to take a plea. I think Are you with, feeling like they're not doing that here? Because it's obvious that's what they're doing here. They one, got 17 charges already. Right. One could look mm. at it that way, or one could look at it more in the Ross Ulbricht uh, view it's like we'll do whatever we have to do to make sure that guy never sees the light of day again yeah. i mean i it it depends on how you're defining stacking because i don't think they're necessarily stacking i don't think these threats are idle yeah i don't think they're gonna say oh okay well he didn't make a deal so we're gonna drop 15 and and go with the other two uh i th- i think they i think they intend to press e- each and every one of these um but, you know, it's quite likely that they are going to go as big as they can on charging because the biggest thing I think that Donald Trump is going to want to know is what about Seth Rich? Right. Isn't that the guy that uh, maybe was murdered for the Democratic email? Yeah. yeah. Now, now let me let me give you the uh, the chronology here. Uh, Seth Rich. Uh, well, first off, there was the release from from WikiLeaks. About a week after that, Seth Rich was murdered in Washington D.C. They never mm-hmm. they napped, never wrapped it up, and WikiLeaks immediately offered a reward of twenty thousand dollars for whoever killed him. So that's interesting. We're going to talk more about WikiLeaks. We're going to talk about more about the charges against Julian Assange, and maybe we'll get into some Seth Rich stuff. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. This is Free Talk Live. is free talk live 855 450 free that's free like freedom free is in no free lunch but you can get on the radio because we're an open phone show what that means is you bring up a topic doesn't matter if we're talking about it we're going to bring up a couple things that we find interesting or compelling or or at least to us but you don't have to stick to that bring up whatever you like and this is one of the few shows, perhaps the only show, at least in this time slot, where you can just do that. You can just talk about whatever you want. Got to keep it clean because we are on real radio stations. Uh, but we have been talking about Julian Assange and him being indicted with another whopping 17 counts, uh, basically for allowing whistleblowers, people that see their government doing things that are either morally wrong or illegal, giving them a platform through WikiLeaks to make those things known. And, well, you're obviously an enemy of the state, and we've got to go after you. So after uh, Chelsea Manning, Private Chelsea Manning, was uh, earlier indicted, had to testify before a grand jury, He's she is refusing, I guess, to go to another grand jury uh ian you were talking about that a little bit chelsea manning uh yeah so she was in jail um because if you don't go to the grand jury even though you think you have the freedom of not speaking in the united states when a judge sends you a piece of paper demanding the fifth amendment ian yeah uh, you would think that says you can't be forced to uh testify against against yourself. yourself yeah they left out everybody talks about it though so it must be true right 
No. Well, well, she wouldn't be there to testify against herself. She would be there to testify against Julian Assange. And so right. they are saying they can force you to do that, or at least they can try their darndest, in which case uh, you essentially get thrown in jail for basically contempt of court, uh, which is essentially a power that the Western court system judges have to put you in a jail cell for essentially as long as they want. Um, In this case, it's actually a little bit worse than typical contempt, because generally in contempt, if you were to go, for instance, here, uh, you know, if you get a a parking ticket or something and you ended up challenging it and going to just a regular old district court here and you told the judge to F off or was somehow, you know, upset the judge and he threw you in jail for contempt, they can put you in for more than six months, but they generally won't because they then have to justify it to a, a panel of other judges. That's not to say that that's a really hard thing for them to do. I, I bet. But then generally they, they do want to avoid doing that, so uh, they will only do it six months. In the case of the grand jury, it can be for the entirety of the the grand jury's impaneling, which is up to, wow. in this case, 18 months. And because she just got out of jail after the old grand jury had been finished with, They've just impaneled this new grand jury, and so therefore she can be there for the full 18-month uh, span on this one. Unbelievable. And they're hoping to obviously pressure her into uh, coughing up uh, whatever testimony. Now, of course, if she were to go ahead and say, all right, I'll testify, and then she shows up in front of the grand jury, I'm not sure if there's anything that could prevent her from saying, I don't recall. Chelsea, do you... When you spoke with Julian Assange on May right. 2nd of, you know, 2013 or whatever it was that they att- did he tell you blah I don't recall. No. I don't recall that conversation. Don't remember. Yeah. That's a that's great advice and that's what uh I think is something that people do when they act morally as opposed to act the way that the government wants them to act. Uh we're going to go to Discord where we've got John Bolton on the line. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, boys, how many of you would like to go to war with Iran for me? <laughs> no. No, count me out. Yeah. Do it yourself, bro. Kind of busy. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so I was wondering, what did you guys think about uh, Justin Amash saying he wants Trump impeached? Well, this is not news. I mean, um, and I saw all the headlines today like it was, but uh, he's been pretty clear that he felt that Trump has done things that are impeachable. And to be clear, the bar of impeachment, this lofty Mm -hmm. bar, if you're going to impeach someone, it's whatever Congress says the bar is. It can be anything. It can be a dress with some material on it. That a president lied about. Yeah, most people don't don't realize this, but to impeach somebody is equivalent to indicting them. Yes. And they then have to be tried in the Senate. Um, and so we've never had never a president uh, impeached and removed. Nixon was not impeached. He resigned. Clinton was impeached, but he was acquitted in the Senate and he right. was not removed. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's always a political football whenever this thing comes up. And I think Nancy Pelosi is sort of (laughs) she's just sort of like trying to judge which way uh, she's going to come out looking better. I thought it was an encouraging sign that he said that mostly because it strengthens the theory that he may 
uh, try to get the Libertarian nomination. Um, I, I just don't disagree with him. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't I, disagree I think with him. Does. I would say there's definitely probable cause on that. I still th- say there's no... Uh, there's no uh, collusion. I can't remember yeah. with Russia, no. but there could be obstruction. I I don't know. I name a president that hasn't obstructed justice in some way. Yeah. Well, yeah, and go back as long as you like. I'll sit here and wait. Well, since their whole job is perpetuating <laughs> government, then their yeah. job is obstruction of justice, uh, as we define it. Yeah, go ahead, John. Hello? Oh, me? Yeah, Hello, was, yeah me. if you had more, yeah. please. Oh, um, but yeah, anyways, what would you guys think if uh, Amash ended up running for the Libertarian nomination? I would support him, uh, and the reason that I would support him is because I want the Libertarian Party to be a mild introduction to Libertarianism. I don't want them to put forward the whole story. I want them to just put up, put put out enough to get people hooked, and we'll suck them the rest of the yeah. way in. Are you yeah. a supporter? Yeah, I like Justin Amash. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, do you think the Republicans will bring up his uh, his uh, Middle East background? Oh, yeah. I think they already have. Barely. There was, um, I saw that more mean? of that today. What's What's his relationship to the Middle East? Well, he's uh, he's uh, his parents were immigrants. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, but he's Christian. But what happened was back in 2014, I think it was the one guy from California, I can't remember what his name was, the congressman guy, um, oh, Nunes, Devin Nunes, he was like backing his primary challenger in 2014, and he said, uh, and and Devin Nunes called Amash, because Amash said he didn't want to go to war with Syria, so he said because he was Palestinian and he didn't want to go to war in the Middle East, he was uh, Al-Qaeda's best friend. And then Amash ended up winning the primary by double digits uh, victory speech. Instead of saying, oh, you know, good game, great job, you know, good thing for the for both of us, you know, you ran a great race. Instead of doing that, he pretty much just mocked his whole opponent and started saying, oh, I'm glad we could deliver another loss for you before you retired and stuff like that. Too much. Thanks a lot, John Bolton. We appreciate the call. Um, and I heard a new uh, Middle Eastern name. Sununu, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. Get on the air. Tell us what's on your mind. If you've never called into a radio show, this is the one to call into because you can talk about anything you like. And I can talk about anything I like within reason, but I'm going to just talk about Bitcoin.com. 
Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin Cash related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin Cash wallet, buy Bitcoin Cash, and show you where you can spend your Bitcoin Cash. I know a lot of us were spending it on pizza yesterday. You better believe it. We had a great Man. Bitcoin pizza day here in Keene. That was yep. that was delicious. And I got to say, Little Zoe's Pizza, no, they're not a sponsor. They just make some damn good pizza if i were doing a local radio show though i'd want them as a sponsor <laughs> i man. would too oh just, yeah just to have the excuse to talk about them and get their pizza oh my god if you're going to fork fest yeah, uh, this year and uh, they told me they're probably going to be show- they're definitely going to be there for all of the porcupine freedom festival doing pizza vending uh, but as I understand it, they're going to show up for at least a couple days of Fork Fest. So yeah. toward the end of Fork Fest, if you uh, if you want to try Little Zoe's, you, if you're there, you'll get to. And I I might have heard something uh, something about some breakfast pizza. I did hear too. about that. I'm yes. very excited to yeah. try whatever breakfast things they have. Mm-hmm. At Bitcoin.com, you can also read the latest news or engage with the community on the forums. So learn more about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash at Bitcoin.com. That's, That's right. Bitcoin.com. And they're starting their local .bitcoin.com very, very soon. It's open for registrations right now, so you can create an account there if you want to be able to buy and sell uh, Bitcoin Cash and do that with other people online. So that's going to be exciting. I think that's a huge step. Uh, one of the earliest earliest ways you could get Bitcoin when there weren't a lot of ways that you could get Bitcoin, a lot of exchanges and things like that, was through local Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just this idea that you don't need a ton of people between you and your Bitcoin. Uh, hook up with somebody, buy some Bitcoin, and you're done. And I, it sounds like the team at Bitcoin.com is going to try mm-hmm. to do this the right way. And, and if you uh, don't want to hook up with them, you can still buy the Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> See, and now we have these generational differences in how we use certain phrases. So Yeah, well, some yeah. of us are keeping up with the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you little rapscallions can uh, make fun of me all you like. But I remember. You know right. we love you. I know you do. And sometimes I even remember that you said that before when my memory is not failing me you're not yeah. that much older than rich oh i am i'm i'm decades <laughs> older no i got probably a decade no how old are you old okay no i know i'm 51 oh god you are old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i'm i'm 55 so we're we're not no. that far apart yeah is that why you've you've recently shaved your head has this been a you know, a did I do it because I was fifty one? <laughs> well, a lot of times, uh, particular men will decide that you know, if if the gray becomes too much, I'm just shaving that off, and now I just look like I'm bald. I shaved my head in two thousand and nine, and I've I've just been a little bit sloppy in maintaining it periodically. Um, you, you, yeah, you choose that. Yeah, I tried yeah. to grow it back when I was in Ann Arbor, but uh, just because uh, you know and. It, Ann Arbor is a really liberal town, and I was getting mistaken for a skinhead. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it with it gone on top, I, uh, I I just decided that having hair wasn't a good idea. I used to have hair down to my elbows. Yeah, I've been and, that guy. Uh, I may get a long hair wig one of these days. Hmm. There you go. Uh, we've been talking Julian Assange and yep. and these additional charges that the U.S. government has hit him with 17 new charges, and I believe most of these were under the Espionage Act. We'll see if this story gets in it. 
Uh, the 17 counts where this story comes to us from NBCNews.com. 17 counts were tacked onto a single count accusing Assange of conspiring with Manning to crack a Department of Defense password. Assange, who was taken out of an Ecuadorian embassy in London in April, is being held in a London jail for jumping bail on a sex charge and awaiting extradition. The charge to that was the dropped, United by the way. States. Yeah, the sex charge. That's an important thing. That that was a Swedish charge and had been dangling mm-hmm. out there for years, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Hmm. Uh, it had been investigated, and they just didn't have a case. So I'm yeah. sorry if the go- if governments spend literally years. Well, wasn't it based on two accusers, uh, two female accusers who just, you know, purportedly made something up? I mean, there wasn't really anything else beyond what they had to say. The only thing I know about those charges is what was in the movie about Assange. So Mm -hmm. I got nothing. Well, there's also the uh, he published uh, some text messages that implied very strongly that the sex was consensual. Right. For example, she texts somebody else that Julian didn't want to use a condom without saying, Julian raped me and didn't use a condom. (laughs) Now, if you get raped, the most remarkable thing about it is not the guy didn't use a condom. And I don't. You got raped. Right. right. And I don't know if you would use a, a first name basis. I yeah. think it would be uh, you. That Actually, I don't know how right. she referred to him because it was yeah. uh, it was by initials in the article that I read, but I'm not sure if that was edited or if she actually used the initials JS. Yeah, um, trying to or remember J-A. the name of that movie. There was a movie made, a biographical movie about Assange. Uh, was it the Fifth Estate or something? Ooh, like that? that sounds right. I think you might be right. Yeah, um, but again, it was, it was, you know, the way it was portrayed there. Again, we're not going to go back to movies. Um, but in this case, you know, after he's been locked up in, in the Ecuadorian embassy for what ended up being close to a decade, um, then the U.S., they, they finally release him and he is awaiting extradition to the United States. The government says Manning provided Assange and WikiLeaks with databases containing about 90,000 Afghan war-related significant achievement, uh, significant activity reports, 400,000 Iraq war-related reports, 800 Guantanamo Bay detainee assessment briefs, and 20, uh, 250,000 uh, U.S. Department of State cables. I'd like to ask the government if uh, government goons, if you're not doing anything wrong, what do you got to hide? Exactly. What's the big <laughs> deal? Why not put it all out there? <laughs> yeah, put it all out there. If you if you didn't do anything wrong, then mm. it that's what that's exactly what they tell us. It is. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. it's bunk when you know it comes to us because we're supposed to have a right to privacy, whereas the mm. the government, at least in theory. Uh, is supposed to be transparent. Yeah. yeah, and not only is it supposed to be transparent, but in theory, the people control the government. The people decide what the government <laughs> does. So if you don't know what government policy is, if you don't know which of the homicidal maniacs running the government are the worst homicidal maniacs in class, then how do you know who not to vote for? Yeah, it's it's disgusting, and and I I think the first thing that I saw out of the original WikiLeaks uh, private Manning stuff, I think it was probably what everybody saw, 
which was the helicopter footage of mm-hmm. the uh, basically yeah. collateral a, murder. If you want to Google it, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, collateral murder of uh, AP uh, reporters and a bunch of civilians, and mm-hmm. they knew it. They talked about it. They joked about it on the on the radio transmissions. And mm-hmm. for this, uh, you know, uh, private uh, now originally Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, spent years in jail before being released. It was an isolated incident. Those things never happen. Yes, yes, Hmm. yes, yes. And if you remember back to those times, uh, the 250,000 Department of State cables were news in their own right uh, because there was stuff getting found in those left and right saying, what, we did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, they didn't. That's not the story they told us. Yeah. 855-453. What do you think? Should uh, Julian Assange face 17 additional charges? Is this how you deal with people that are trying to whistleblow? 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. You can also hit us up on Discord. Discord is a seriously cool app. Just download it uh, either on your PC, your laptop, your phone, your tablet. doesn't matter if it's got a microphone and you've got high-speed internet. You've got everything you need to connect to us and sound just like you're in the studio with us, and we really like it. You can find out more at discord.freetalklive.com. In studio, it's Chris. I'm Ian. And no, Rich Paul. Nope, Rich Paul. <laughs> yeah, I, See, start, I know it. I was going to save some syllables, but now we've now we've spent even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, and we've been talking about Julian Assange and. The, this idea, well, of course, the government is going to go after, we have two theories here, uh, that this is charge stacking and they're trying to get him to take some sort of a plea. They may not. I mean, they may just stack charges and not offer a, a plea. I think that's yeah. going to be it. I think they're going to go away. I think they want him buried so deep he will never see sunlight again. Well, I mean, I don't see any possibility that he's not going to undergo some kind of interrogation. So whether or not they're offering him a binding plea deal, um, I'm quite sure that there will be uh, that they're going to have things that they want to know. And I don't think they're going to be deterred by the law in that. Do you think uh, there's an opportunity? Do you think there's a chance that Julian Assange may visit a few more countries on his way to the United States? I think think it's quite possible. I think that's quite possible, and I mm. also think that it's possible that that's why he's in a jail in England instead of a jail right. in the United States. Certainly, England would have dropped the misdemeanor had had uh, had the U.S. State Department asked them to. Sure. Uh, so, if he's 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 in an English prison, and and I think that that's where Trump wants him to be for unknown reasons. Right. So. Right. And it may well be because 
he can get away with more there. Yeah. Or well, wait a minute. I mean, he, he's in a, a UK prison because that's where he's been for the last six years of his life, which is way before Trump. Oh yeah, uh, that was way before. That was way before. This investigation Trump. has my, likely been going only, on. My only connection to Trump is that if Trump wanted him to be in the United States now, I doubt that. They still have Britain to go through extradition. Refused the uh, refused the Greek request. He will fight it. So they still have right. to go through. Sort of like oh, how. Okay, maybe they're just trying to hold on to him until the extradition fight is over. Well, okay, that so I'm not an I'm not an attorney, but uh, you know my understanding. If you look at the Kim dot com uh, situation, I don't know if you're familiar with Kim dot com. Oh you know, yeah. So the U.S. government would love to have him extradited, but he's been fighting it for the last however many years it's been since, uh, what, 2012 or 2011 or whatever it's been. Is so, he in jail? No. Yeah, see, that's that's what I was thinking is maybe the reason that they that they actually because the but charge, he wasn't charged in New Zealand. He was charged right. in the UK. No, no, no. I'm saying maybe the reason that he was charged in the UK was so that they could hold him rather than having him out on bail while he was doing his extradition here. Could it, be. It's just it's a Mickey Mouse charge. It is. And, and and the U.S. has much better things to hit him with. So I don't it's it's I've always been like, why is England jailing the sky for a misdemeanor. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you two uh, countries, the U.S. and and the U.K., uh, have jointly, basically jointly for 20 years, uh, declared war on Middle Eastern countries. Do you think where Julian Assange happens to be uh, is going to have any impact on that uh, on that relationship? And if one side wants something to happen, then the other side is going to make it happen. Likely, well, yes. that hasn't been Snowden's experience. Well, he's in Russia. Yeah, he is yeah, in Russia. That's a whole different ball of wax. Well, people go to Russia though. Uh, Julian sure. Assange. I imagine might go Assange to would want to if he, you know, had if the chance. If I was Julian Assange, I would definitely be trying to get to Russia. Right. But <laughs> you're in a jail cell though, so you can't. Right. <laughs> and and the UK and the and US that, is not going to let that That's probably why he's in the jail cell. I, guess. I think you may be right about that, Rich. Yeah. But I don't know if Trump necessarily uh, was the person who's moving chess pieces here. I suspect all these things were in motion before he even sat down into office. Yeah, oh, yeah. I I suspect they were the only the only relation to uh, that Trump has to it is he's the guy who could he could stop it. But uh, but I guess there's you know my thought was get him out of jail there and hand him over to us. But if he still has the ability to fight extradition, then it makes sense they want to know where he is until yeah that happens. I, I hear you, and I'm I'm with Ian on this. I I just don't see Trump as like Trump. Trump's only conversations that he shared with anybody about WikiLeaks was he was all for him yep. when they were going after Hillary. Right. Sure. But now that it's not really an issue, I just don't hear Trump bringing up much about it. And and again, I, I think mm. Julian Assange, decisions about Julian Assange's life are, they're deep state stuff. It's yeah. it's not It's not politicians. It's people that have been in government forever who got bloody noses because you released 250,000 State Department cables, I would mm. look more at that than anything else. Well, and plus as- Trump doesn't want to look against, like he's against the military, right? Like right. he, even mm. though he liked what WikiLeaks did for him, I mean, they didn't do it yes. on his behalf, but against Hillary Clinton, basically, in the Democratic National Committee, um, he praised them for that. He appreciated that. However, that's not going to be enough to overturn the idea that Trump would be against the military if he was su- supporting Assange. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, not just that, but Trump can, favors the continuation of all of these policies. Yes. Uh, and Trump is looking at, at pardoning yep. a war criminal. So he may legitimately be upset that war crimes were exposed because he does seem to like war criminals. <laughs> oh Wait, which gosh. war criminal is he going to pardon? Uh, it was the guy who uh, he was tasked to release a prisoner. Yeah. And instead he took him out, made him strip naked and killed him. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a military guy. Ago. Yeah. Yes. Huh. In Iraq, he did this. Wow. Yes. Um, the story continues. Again, this comes to us from NBCNews.com. Uh, the decision to charge Assange in connection with publishing secrets crosses an important line. The U.S. government has never successfully prosecuted anyone other than a government employee for disseminating unlawfully leaked classified information. According to University of Chicago law professor Jeffrey Stone, even though the Espionage Act has long been on the books. Can one of you guys Google that? I the think, Espionage Act? Yeah, what year that thing came out. It I want to think one. 1917. So, But what they're saying there is that uh, this is unprecedented yes. because normally you have to work for the government in order to be charged with es- espionage. Yes, under the Espionage Act. You would have to have yeah. access you know, legally to secretive documents and then and release then, those secretive and documents. And then spill the beans. Yeah. Yeah. So how that's a great point, Ian. I hadn't even really well, considered that. How can it be espionage when you're not even really privy to the secrets in the first place? Well, it's all hearsay for Julian Assange. Okay. The Espionage Act of 1917. Ding, is, ding, ding. I win. Huh? Yep. No, yep. That was, that was the only comp is a United States federal law passed on June 15th, 1917, shortly after U.S. entry into World War One. It has been amended numerous times over the years. It was originally found in Title 50 of the U.S. Code under war, but is now found under the Title 18 crime. Uh, I will also add that the Espionage Act has been repeatedly misused uh, over those over that whole period of time. How oh. uh, it's it's been used to railroad anybody that was um, unpopular politically. It's mm. been used for things that had nothing to do with espionage. It's it's sort of like RICO. Mm-hmm. It, if you can't come up with some other way to get somebody out, you can always hit them with the Espionage Act because it's so broad. Uh, and it can cover anything. Yeah, WikiLeaks has some who's who here. It says, among those charged with offenses under the act are German-American socialist congressman and newspaper editor Victor Berger, labor leader and five-time Socialist Party of America candidate Eugene Debs, anarchist Emma Goldman, and These are the people charged or convicted? They were charged. I don't know if any of them were convicted. It's not saying. Former Watchtower Bible and Tract Society president (laughs) Joseph Rutherford. Wow. Communist Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Pentagon Papers whistleblower Daniel Ellsberg. Uh, Cablegate whistleblower Chelsea Manning. Yeah, so uh, what percentage of them were actually convicted under the es- Espionage Act? Because it's one thing to charge somebody. That's before you've proven your case. You know, you bring um, charges when you haven't yet made a major case. Yeah, that's not true, and it doesn't list which of them were convicted. We're going to find out more. We'll dig in and see what we can come up with. But our number is 855-453-free. I got Bitcoin news coming up, too. That's exciting. Ransomware Um, in Baltimore. Well, that's too bad for Baltimore, (laughs) but I've been to Baltimore. 855-453-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is a special alert for business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future. You are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. In our number two, we do three hours of radio for you every night, every day of the year, 365 days. Uh, there might be one or two where we do something remote, um, but we're here, and we are here anxious to hear from you and hear what's on your mind Uh and and it's been a good it's been a good start to the year for Free Talk Live. Uh, first of all, we crossed two hundred active radio stations uh, that we're on across the United States. That's true. That was big news, and we may have some more news coming up. Um, more of a trade thing, but it's still uh, important news, and I think well they'll be talking about that. Trade That's all you can say at this point. <laughs> is that all? Could you tell I was dancing around yes. that, looking at you going, can I talk about that? Well, I think I it's think, big news. I think Michael Hampton found that uh, before it was released, so I don't think I we should s- talk about I it. I did notice that. Yeah. So so there's, there's more good news coming from uh, Free Talk Live. And here's good news if you are debating cryptocurrencies. If you have heard about the dramatic rise in the value of Bitcoin uh, and... And when Bitcoin goes up, it kind of drags up a lot of other cryptocurrencies. And this mm-hmm. is the time of year where I accept cryptocurrency in my business. And we also have a vending machine as part of Bitcoin Embassy, New Hampshire. Um, but you got to have a place to keep it. You got to have a secure place you can keep your cryptocurrencies. And many of us recommend the Edge Wallet. Edge Wallet is iOS and Android compatible. You can load it right on your phone. What I like about Edge Wallet is you can basically do a full cryptographic backup of your private keys, and I don't want to get into the weeds on this, Mm -hmm. but it means you're keeping it really secure just by using a username and password, and that's kind of slick. Uh, You can use them to buy, sell, trade, and secure your cryptocurrencies. It is user-controlled, which means you actually own your money. There is support built in for Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, many, many more. This has been built by a veteran team that's been building crypto wallets since 2014. Their tagline is securing your freedom, and that's important to us, too. You can find out more at edge.app. That's edge.app. I used my Edge wallet today to buy my breakfast. Did you really? Yeah. 
I ended at three up, o'clock in the afternoon. That's that's the weird thing. People <laughs> are like, I talk to people and they're like, well, I have some cryptocurrency, but I've never actually spent it. And I'm like, I just, really? I just, I just, <laughs> well, they've never been anywhere in real life that where actually they could accepted spend it. it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here in Keene, New Hampshire, where the show is broadcast from. You want you know, pizza, we, you want hot you want uh, hot dogs, you want burgers, we you had, want Indian ooh. food, you want beer, you want liquor. Well, yesterday after leaving uh the Bitcoin uh, we have a cryptocurrency meetup and yeah. we all had some wonderful and you gotta get them as gotta get them as a sponsor of the show, Ian, because I just want to talk about They're Zoe's not really want just because <laughs> Zoe's pizza is terrific. It just yeah. wouldn't be the best advertising forum, it I'm afraid. It won't be. I recognize that, but it will give me an, an opportunity to talk yeah. about Zoe's pizza every day. Maybe um, we can uh, do a do a joint ad between Shire Society and Zoe's Pizza, move to Keene and go to Zoe's. <laughs> or have a joint and go to Zoe's. Either way is fine. I think, there you go. I think they're good with it. Um, but after leaving there, I realized that Colleen, my girlfriend, my lovely mm-hmm. girlfriend, had asked me to pick something else up. And oh. so I and I realized once I got to the the Bitcoin meetup, it was no big deal because they accept crypto. All I had was my phone. I didn't have a, a leather wallet with actual money or cards in it. So I was mm-hmm. good for lunch. And then I realized that oh, I got to make another stop and I don't have my wallet. Well, I'm going to Corner News. It's no big deal because they accept Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Dash and other cryptocurrencies, too. It's like if I really just wanted to spend a day buying things that I will use, maybe not everything I need, but I can bounce around keen. I could definitely have all three meals and, uh, yes, you could. and mm-hmm. do some other stuff. Which this is, is life in the, uh, the yeah. crypto mecca. That Show up is. at my door with some crypto. I'll cook you lunch. <laughs> you know, uh, but what really needs to happen, I mean, for pizza, at least as far as that goes, is there needs to be a major pizza chain that comes on board with cryptocurrency on their online payments uh, option. Something like a Domino's or whatever would be great. I mean, we just saw in the news today that AT&T, the wireless co- company, uh, AT&T is now accepting Bitcoin and presumably Bitcoin Cash as payment for its uh, online payment system, according to a press release they put out. Uh, they've they've brought on BitPay, and longtime listeners will remember BitPay uh, even as far back as I think 2013 when we interviewed them from where? Uh, yeah, like we interviewed the the CEO of BitPay way back when when they were just getting off the ground at a Bitcoin conference that happened out in San Jose. I remember in 2013, uh, one of my other businesses that I started up, I was like, I gotta figure out how to, I gotta figure out how to accept Bitcoin, and BitPay was the only game in town. They're they a the major first. player still. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, if you see a big company online taking uh, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, there's a good chance they're using BitPay's platform for doing that. The uh, telecom company wrote, <clears throat> wrote in their press release, this is uh, Kevin McDorman, the vice president of AT&T Communications Finance Business Operations. He said, quote, we're always looking for ways to improve and expand our services. We have customers who use cryptocurrency, and we are happy that we can offer them a way to pay their bills with the method that they prefer. And I remember hearing uh, years ago, and I don't know if it's still true, but I heard Dish Network uh, was taking cryptocurrency. Yeah, and there, mm-hmm. there are other ways that you can accept or accept payments, like BitRefill. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that's on the Bitcoin side. So you can buy prepaid mm-hmm. phone cards and lots of things uh-huh. like that with mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. 
and where you can't do that kind of thing, you have uh, you have business opportunities because you know you have people who have crypto. Uh, for example, you might go down to Walmart, uh, buy twenty straight twenty street uh, cheap straight talk phones along with airtime. Uh, and sell those over the internet for Bitcoin. Well, then the person gets a throwdown phone that he's not on camera buying it. It's not on his mm. credit card. It's actually disconnected from him. And it probably wasn't even purchased in a state that he's been to recently. Right. So, you know, there are a thousand different little business opportunities uh, with with Bitcoin. Absolutely. Um, there have been other things, and we were talking a little bit about pizza, but there was, there is still, I just had to pull them up and make sure they were still doing it, um, but LN.Pizza allows you to use Bitcoin's Lightning Network to buy uh, pizza from Domino's. So we've so done So it's kind of like an intermediary, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities like that. You see a mm-hmm. service that is not being offered with cryptocurrency. Yeah. You come up with some interface between their website and like that. Purse, see, that's interesting. Exactly. Say that that's a but, good point, But too. the problem is if it's a lightning node, I, I don't know. Does the lightning node have to pay the same kind of fees as the regular? Because the fees are getting crazy. No. Yeah, lightning. just a, the other day it was over $2 to send a Bitcoin transaction. Over three at a point in time in the last day, it hit <sighs> over three bucks. Uh, but it's with Lightning control. Node, wow. the way Lightning Network works, it's a... When it ne- works. It, I've heard it's a little buggy. Tell me. I don't know, man. Tell I've never me, tried man. it myself. I've, I've only talked to people who've had bad experiences with it. So, Ian, you're a guy who talks about crypto almost... No, let me rephrase that. Every single day of your life, right. and you have never once just, out of curiosity, loaded up a lightning I loaded the wallet at one point, but I just never got around to doing anything with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. What Are you, like, would He's I be lightning using guy. lightning if I, uh, <laughs> if I did business with you? Sure. Come, you to our, come to our store. You can pay okay. lightning with Lightning Network, and you'll pay, like, virtually no fee. Uh, as the Except for goes. the fee that you spend to send your thing into the network, right? Your well, what amount. You, what you do if if you have to load up a wallet, and that's a mm-hmm. transaction, mm-hmm. whether you're using Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, there is always some small transaction or large transaction. In the case of Bitcoin, lately, mm-hmm. so you mean yeah, a fee. There's a fee. Yeah, okay. you'll do that. But the nice thing about Lightning Network is, after I've loaded up my say 100 bucks on there, I could do 100 transactions and pay no fee on any of those. So you're amortizing your fees across many, many, many transactions. Eight fifty five, four fifty three. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll try to convince these guys, but yeah. it won't work. Eight fifty five, four fifty three. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-453-FREE. That's free as in freedom. 855-450-3733. In studio, it's Chris. And Ian. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. You've got to work on that. It's You're not a nobody. You've said it twice now. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's the it's it's a takeoff of the artist formerly known as Prince. Mm-hmm. I get that, okay? but you, you can't but, say you're the nobody formerly well, known as Rich I've Paul. I've only got so many syllables to use. How much name do you want from me, bro? <laughs> I, want an, I want an accurate name, and Rich Paul is by no means a nobody, so quit calling yourself that. Well, 
think of it as nobody in the global sense, an everyman, in uh, a, a normal individual. I'm not a president. I'm not a mayor. I'm not a governor. I'm not any of these magic things. I'm just, I'm just but you want to be another one. That's, guy. Uh, that's part of the point of this whole thing. <laughs> you say that, and then you say, but... Uh, Vote for me for mayor or well, governor. Well, then, I'm a nobody. Life's full of contradictions. That's it. It's well, true. Uh, Ian's been telling us about AT&T. AT&T. I, yeah. Not some intermediary, but actually deal. AT&T yeah, accepting is, Bitcoin. This is one of the biggest uh, companies out there, I think, to start accepting cryptocurrency, uh, specifically Bitcoin, mm. likely Bitcoin Cash as well. Is uh, Microsoft still taking it? That I think they stopped doing. They did. Oh, wow. and I think this article actually touches on a few of the businesses that have stopped taking uh, cryptocurrency. But they do point out here, and this is from CryptoSlate.com, that uh, the BitPay option for AT&T wireless customers is only for paying bills. Now, I, I presume it's just for wireless. I don't know. Maybe they'll let you pay your landline. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but, and the, uh, the question came up about Bitcoin Cash. According to CNET, they are going to accept Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Generally, nice. that's what you're going to do if you yeah. if, if you do BitPay because BitPay yep. is sort of um, – I'm not sure I know what the right word is at the, the – it's not at the top of my mind, but they're agnostic, I guess, towards BitPay is just going to flip on both of them for you by default, unless you say specifically that you don't want to take one or the other, because I think they'll even convert one to the other for you Yeah, as, I thought as they well. might have. I'll, I'll yeah. It's it. been a while since I've been in their back end, but uh, anyway, it's a good. It's a pretty good service for, for people that are looking to accept uh, those cryptocurrencies online. The news does follow a trend of increasing merchant acceptance of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a method of payment. Last week, Flexa Network and its, and I hate this name, Spedden app. Oh, man, get it? Get it? It's it's a like play huddle. on, it's a play on yeah. spend. 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 Yeah, yeah. That is really yeah but that is annoying. Spedden. Just call it the Spend app. I don't think anybody's done that yet, so why not just use that <laughs> Maybe name? Maybe we should create the Spend app and just there outdo is, them on naming. There is one I did look for. Is there? Yeah, of course and there is. Expanded acceptance for the top coins among some of the largest brands, including Whole Foods, Lowe's, and Nordstrom. Now, that, that news hit while I was in Japan, but I think you guys covered it, didn't you? I don't know if it was on your show, but I know that. No, so I feel like somebody did cover that on on Free Talk Live. Uh, Can you last recap week. that for us? Uh, oh, you you have not heard about this? Well, the spend spending spending yes, spedden I did. Thing? Okay. You didn't hear about that. Yes. I I covered it a little bit on Freedom Encrypted. Okay, but, I'm pretty uh, sure I saw it in the the show description. But for listeners who are unfamiliar, um, there is some kind of intermediary. This Flexa Network Spedden app. That is allowing people to use cryptocurrency in a limited fashion. I believe they've limited it to something like $200 that you can load up, $200 worth of crypto at a time. So it's you know it's kind of an in- initial thing. I think the, the guys behind Gemini are somehow involved in yes. this, yes. Uh, the Gemini Exchange. And I think it's good news. I mean, I don't think that it's... It's not the ideal situation in that Whole Foods probably isn't getting crypto out of this deal. They're probably right. converting to uh, to dollars immediately. They are. Head, they are not getting. Uh, well, they're getting Flexa. Okay, which is, is dollars, right? Um, or is it? Uh, I'm not entirely sure that it's do- that it's dollar denominated. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, and is to be clear, Gemini Networks, Gemini Networks, that is Winklevoss. 
That's one of the domestic exchanges for cryptocurrencies here in the United States. Owned and by owned the, by the Winklevoss twins, yeah. who are apparently big moneyed uh, people that don't know a whole lot about Bitcoin. From what <laughs> I've heard, this is what I heard from some people. <laughs> they've I, been they've been throwing around money. They since got a lot the of days money. of Charlie Shrem uh, into Bitcoin. So right, but the, yeah. the story I heard was that, that Charlie Shrem had to like hold their hands through some of the most basic of computing tasks at one point. Yeah, I well, don't, don't they're doubt actors. That. I'm pretty sure. Are they? And they uh, they got somehow they met somebody with with Bitcoin. So yeah, they were not technical people before. Right. Yeah, uh, like they, they needed help setting up a printer Bitcoin. or something like you know something that level. <laughs> Nice. But these are the guys who are running. And Gemini Exchange is not, you know, a great exchange. They are very government obedient. Yes. They even took out a series of advertisements in Manhattan uh, on like billboards and bus stop signs, just bragging about how regulated they are and how obedient they are to the government. I mean, mm. and they started up in what state? Let me think. New York. Yes. The least the friendly worst. place you can do anything related to cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, they oh, have, but they wear it like a badge of honor. It's like, oh, we've got our license. Ooh. we got our bit license. Yeah. Well, that's great. So you're a tool, uh, yep. and and you have no regard for anybody's financial privacy. Nope. That's probably Thanks. why they blew me out the door. Right? <laughs> they, don't want my, they don't want my business. Oh, God. We're going to go to the phones where we've got Sarah calling in. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Sarah, will they let you pay the Obama phone uh, bill um, that you have with cryptocurrency yet? You know what? I I have no idea what you're talking about. It's uh, it's a cricket phone. Sarah, let me make um, you an offer real quickly. Um, I would like to give you $100 here. I'm I'm saying this on the air. $100 in Bitcoin. Uh, if you will simply load up a Bitcoin wallet. She's got an Obama phone. Okay. No, thank you. She doesn't I, have I, the internet. A hundred dollars? No, I don't have any of that computer stuff. No, I don't. Do you I'm have a hundred dollars? She doesn't have a phone. Do you have a hundred dollars? You probably have a hundred dollars, well, but could you I, use I another one? She doesn't one? want to talk about her finances. Yeah. Yeah. That no, I'm prying no, into, into her, her private financial I'm trying to matters. defend you here, Sarah. <laughs> I'm trying to give you money. Sarah, load a Bitcoin wallet, and I will send you one hundred dollars. She doesn't have a device she can do that on. She doesn't yeah, have a phone. I, I, now you're going to get no five computer. emails from Sarah at <laughs> g- gmail dot com. A bunch right. of people giving you a Bitcoin address. Well, if you're interested in getting free <laughs> Bitcoin, <is> like, <laughs> yeah, you want to hit me up at ian at freetalklive dot com. Thanks for that. So, uh, Sarah, what what's on your mind? So, you know, you, our city wants to start charging, like, bad drivers, like, $400 per hour if they cause an accident. But if you cause an accident, you get charged $400 per hour? Yeah, to encourage uh, good driving habits, that's what they're trying to do. So if they, if they have to pry you out of the car, they want to charge you, like, $400 per hour. But uh, Mark said that it's going to, it will charge the insurance company. But here's the thing is the the speeders, the bad drivers are the ones with no no car insurance. It's the red light violators that break the laws. Like they have no What makes you think they got four hundred dollars an hour to pay somebody? That's what I'm talking about. They have no money. They They don't have have money. And Sarah, thank you for your call. I tried Let's to get put him in debt forever. I just wanted to get Sarah interested in Bitcoin and give her some Bitcoin, so, that's but that's all right. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. It ain't this for everybody. Is Free Talk Live. 
Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart, fund your account, select your discount, and save. SaveItPurse.com. Save ATPurse.com. is Free Talk Live, 855-453-free. That's 855-450-3733. That's our number. If you would like to talk on the radio, imagine the thrill of being part of a nationally syndicated radio program. We'd love to talk to you and hear what's on your mind. Tonight, we've been talking about AT&T, the AT&T accepting cryptocurrencies for payment and that's that's beyond kind of a big thing we believe and i think uh, i think you're correct when you state this ian this is probably the largest company that has ever uh ever? accepted crypto i guess they can hear us now <laughs> right <laughs> uh i don't know if it's ever because microsoft and dell computer have accepted that that's a good point all right. I think Microsoft just, stopped accepting cryptocurrency at some point, and, they, but it wasn't across the board that they were accepting it. I think it was like their gaming division or something like that. There was some sort of online. You could actually, payments. yeah, I know at one point you could buy a Microsoft tablet. So really, but you're right, it was limited. Um, but and AT&T, this is also limited. Yeah. You can only use it to pay your bill. You cannot purchase a phone right. uh, through AT and T. And I don't know if it's just their wireless bills or if it's also like landline service or what all is included in that. But at the very least, this is a big deal for wireless customers yeah. to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, we, we know that this, I'm going to say, cryptocurrency is so simple, stupid. It really is. If you're into Bitcoin, you're into Bitcoin Cash, you're into Dash or any one of the other, I'm going to say, you know, higher tier Monero um i'm into whatever works i am too and and monero seems to work pretty well for privacy purposes it does Mm. it it has a focus on that but if it works for you if you like the set of features that a particular crypto has for you you're going to find you can send and receive it's it's pretty simple um this idea that it's really complicated I, i have this conversation with people every day oh it's it's too tough i couldn't understand it trust me you can understand it uh, we're going to go to the phones where we've got Diddley in South Carolina. Diddley, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Howdy, y'all. I just want to call out Ian real quick. I heard him talking about the Obama phone. But the truth about that is that comes from the Lifeline Act, which comes from the Ronald Reagan administration. So oh, really? The Obama phone. Yeah, yeah. It's a Reagan phone. I've heard that, too. Interesting. Reagan phone. All right. Either way. <laughs> Government phone. Yeah. I, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I just want to set the record straight. Yeah, All right. he did. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks for Diddley. Pointing that out. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks for your call. Interesting. I don't, I don't know. You know, I respect Diddley, and I, I'm glad he brought that. We like we like to have fact checkers, but I'm not sure I could ever call it anything other than the Obama phone. It's a fun name. I know. And the point is, is that Reagan phone doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh, punny. <laughs> 
very <laughs> punny tonight. Um, yeah, this this idea that you know if people need a phone, then yes, just turn to government because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Rich, could you pull up There's your a right copy? To a phone. Yeah, please pull up your constitution. If you could point <laughs> me to where it talks about the right to a cell phone that every American should uh, have. A, it's a God given right, uh, certainly right. You, something in the Constitution saying you're entitled to a cell phone. And on the seventh day, God made cell I, phone networks. Right. Yeah, I think that's a uh, new amendment. I, they That hasn't been ratified yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is insanity, this idea that whatever people want uh, should suddenly become a right. And people refer to their Obama phones, you know, I'm entitled. I'm entitled. That's another word they love to use. Mm. Uh, Banty that one around. And entitlements. Eight fifty five four fifty free. The story here from uh, CryptoSlate.com about AT and T accepting Bitcoin. There really isn't that much more to the news, but they do have a couple of notes uh, about some of the difficulties that we've seen because we've had some major wins, but there have been some setbacks, as they point out here in December of now twenty seventeen. It's been over a year. Uh, since Steam, which is a very popular distribution platform for video games, if I mean, I, it may be the number one platform at least on the on the computer. Um, I don't know how it how it stacks up to say the PlayStation Network or the Microsoft uh, Network, but yeah. but for computers, Steam's got to be the top dog. And they, for a time, did accept Bitcoin, and then they made a big to do about why they stopped accepting Bitcoin which happened at about the same time when the Bitcoin fees were going out of control. Um, when Bitcoin and that was a completely reasonable time to, to not want to take it, both yeah. because the fees were out of control and because it was clearly in, in a bubble to some extent. So, we didn't know when it was going to pop, but well, right, we knew it, it was going to pop sooner. Or later. And it caused all kinds of problems with them and with others who were accepting Bitcoin at that time because if they accepted Bitcoin... So let's say you're buying a video game, you know, $50 video game over this service, and you're willing to go ahead and spend the $5 Bitcoin fee, which was at what it was at the time of December 2017. It was even more than that. Oh, no, no, no. Certain it, points. It hit median mm. uh, prices hit $35. The median did? Yes. At 35 Wow. Yes. Uh, so, but for a time, it was $5. So let's just use $5. So you're, sure. you're willing to pay 10% extra just for the you know the privilege of using right. Bitcoin, which is ridiculous. But somebody was probably willing to do it. But then you decide, you know what? I don't want this game. I want to return it. Now, I don't know what their return policy is, but apparently they had one. Uh, maybe you could keep it for a few hours or there's some time limit, right? Because Steam's a di- digital delivery service. You're not getting a CD-ROM or a DVD or something. You're getting files to your computer over the Internet. And so they can revoke your access to those files and kind of pull them back mm-hmm. if you return it. Now, I imagine, again, the re- re- return policy must be limited to some extent. Otherwise, people will just play the game in the first 24 hours and you know and return it. So there's probably some re- limitations, but either way... Over that time frame, the price of Bitcoin has done who knows who knows what, but the fees haven't gone down. So then all of a sudden, the company that you sent the $50 to then has to send you the Bitcoin back. Well, now it's going to cost them 5 bucks just to send you your refund back. And so it got mm-hmm. to the point where this was not something that is 
you, you can't do this. Like the margins aren't there for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense financially. So, so and let's this talk is about why fees. Bitcoin. I, I mean, I I've talked about being irritated at the Bitcoin developers oh, yeah. before, and I'll talk about it again. They could have doubled the block size and, and bought themselves time no to effect. solve the problem. <laughs> no, it would have had. An it would have had a lot of effect. Let's, it would have doubled the capacity this. of the uh, of. Of the uh, every pipe. block could have had twice as much uh, transactions. Right. But the right. problem is, and if you actually look at this stuff, when you look at is a block actually a full block? Blocks aren't full right now. So what's they the were point of increasing time. them? At that time, they were. But when we're talking about prices going up now, what we have are miners that provide security to the network, mm-hmm. charging for the security that they provide. So. There's there's more than one aspect to this. The this miners I, don't just arbitrarily charge for those things. No, they they receive bids on what people are willing to pay for a faster. Uh, faster the reason why the the reason why the fees were bid up on Bitcoin was because the blocks were getting full, and so people were having to bid in order to get their transaction in a next or sooner you know in ne- a sooner near block. to soon block. Right. So they were yeah. willing to pay more, and that bid the fees up to insane if, levels. So I guess the if other the block question, was larger, the price would have to be lower because they would add more things to the block. But there's also a supply and demand issue here. The the fact that Bitcoin is limited and Bitcoin does routine get busy other mm. cryptocurrencies don't have that issue well so if for, they do you don't know about it because they work oh no well, no no i can like <laughs> bitcoin look cash and dash have both increased their block sizes now they may not have the mm-hmm. same amount of network activity as uh, bitcoin btc does but they're prepared to in to absorb more of it you're preparing yeah. and you're you're and basically bitcoin btc's done nothing they, the bitcoin btc some of their programmers have talked about lowering the block size which they should I don't Why? understand how you can even Why? say that. I mean, that's because insane. Because I think the ideas are, being, I thought you said Bitcoin in any way than a larger developers. My no, Bitcoin oh. BTC developers oh, have said they want to, not all of them, but there's a couple Luke of Dasher. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a well-known one. Uh, what do you think? I mean, should you have to pay? Is it beneficial to pay for a higher level of network security? 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Free. We may have gone a little long there because we were in here discussing cryptocurrencies in a very um, studious way. Hmm. That means we weren't arguing. <laughs> Were we? No. Oh, great. We never do. Even though I, I tend to be the, uh, I tend to, to. You're the maximalist. I am. I am the one guy here who really likes Bitcoin and and appreciates. Well, we need a good cult member to. on the show. Cult member, no. So, uh, yes. Uh, Do you want some Kool Aid, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so you have two cults. You have multiple cults. And, you can't uh, afford to buy Kool Aid with Bitcoin BTC anymore oh, with these fees. Ouch! Ouch! I certainly <laughs> can with Bitcoin Lightning Network, and uh, and you can spend that around one on one local goods. See, now we're not a sponsor, but I keep plugging myself. 
Now, can any uh, Bitcoin transaction be done over the over the Lightning Network? Lightning Network is just another layer. So you can perform any transaction you like on the Lightning Network. You're just using Bitcoin. Okay, so, so Bitcoin I, is underneath. Uh, that's what your transactions made up of. Okay, if I, so if I see a Bitcoin accepted here sign, that's all it takes in order no, to be able. Okay, no, they have to be set up for for that. And there's a couple different ways to do it. It's it's as simple as going to someplace like AnyPay and signing up. Uh, to uh, but AnyPay is not supporting the Lightning Network. That is true. They um, were going to, but uh, Steven Zeiler posted uh, publicly just within the last couple of days. Uh, about that and Ooh, let's hear that letter i don't know if i i'll see if i can pull it up i don't have it in he front has of me. said it would be a complex thing to do um it does sound like it yeah um i and, don't know if he's changed his story since then but uh, before it was really about um i want to he they wanted to do work to support the cryptocurrencies that people were using mm-hmm. and hey guess what nobody's using lightning network yet because it's about a year old that's it. So it's like they've got a gigabit block and no transactions in it. <laughs> uh, a gigameg, uh, I think is gigameg. The, that is the uh, current. What the Calvin. heck is a gigameg? <laughs> That's the uh, Calvin Air um, who who threatens to sue anyone. I guess this no, is no. the rich guy that's backing up the crazy man who's saying that he He's is Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto yes. and who recently filed copyright claims on yes. the Bitcoin original Bitcoin BTC white paper, which apparently anybody can do. This has nothing to do with him actually being the creator of That's it. That's not true, Ian. First, you have to pay $55. All right, so anyone and with 50 bucks and an attorney pay, yep, or whatever can... Not uh, even an attorney. You don't even need an attorney no, for it? You can it. do it online. Oh, is that right? I just filed uh, my copyright for the uh, Bitcoin white paper, so I hope to be claimed as, as Satoshi Nakamoto. I have as much Did- right to do that as Craig Wright does. Which means that's none. the crazy guy in the. In I'm question amazed here. how much certainty people have about about things. It's like I question everything. Yeah, and, and for for people you know, who may people not be just, familiar with the name Satoshi Nakamoto, and we're talking about Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin was started by this white paper that was released on a crypto mailing list years and years and years ago, ten years ago, and. And he came up with this idea called Bitcoin, and here's how it would be designed, and he wrote it as a a white paper. It's nine pages long, and most of it you can understand. It's not really super complex math and things like that, Um, but this kick-started this whole industry. It started from nothing, Mm -hmm. and Bitcoin's price started at nothing. Bitcoin is currently trading around $7,800, bucks, I think. Yep. Um, So from zero to that. Um, and we just have Bitcoin Pizza Day where uh, we celebrate a guy named Laszlo who famously asked somebody to buy him two Domino's. Uh, no, it was, uh, Papa, it was Papa John's, John's. Papa John's pizzas. He he said he'd pay ten thousand dollars or Bitcoin. ten thousand bitcoins if Which somebody is like eighty million or something like that seventy nine million dollars uh, for two pizzas. To here's what I want to know about that story: the Bitcoin Pizza Day origination story from from nine years ago. Who was the person who actually took the 10,000 uh, Bitcoins? 
Like, who's the other person in this transaction? That we well, always hear why about. Why does Laszlo right. get all of the coverage? It's also this other guy yeah, or gal should... or whoever it was that helped him do this. That's actually a, a good point. Who ordered the pies? He posted a message to a message board yeah they had some kind of it was probably the bitcoin forums would be my guess uh because that was the big one back in the day right um the the messages are probably still there publicly so who's the person who actually made the order because he didn't order it he gave ten thousand bitcoins to somebody and then that somebody called papa john's and then you know paid it with their credit card or however they paid it and ordered it to uh, laszlo's house presumably so Who's the other mystery person, the other side of that transaction? And why don't they get the the credit they deserve for being willing to buy 10,000 bitcoins for 20 bucks? Uh, That gentleman has since retired. He is now living on his own planet uh, in another solar system. Well, I think it would be interesting to find out not only who it was, but then to ask him... What'd you do with the 10,000 bitcoins? Did oh. you hold on to it or did you spend it on something else later on? Because I guarantee you. A lot of people spent their bitcoins early on. And, you know, these aren't worth anything, so just spend it. And then later on, they look back and they regret it. But it's a good thing they did spend it. And there time. is, yeah, because it does encourage other people to do it. I mean, the fact that we bought pizza, you know, yesterday, mm-hmm. that's that's legacy of those transactions, using this as actual money. Um, but yeah. I'll wager, and people always say this, well, the guy had 10,000 Bitcoin. He could have just paid, you know, had to pay for the pizza and cash. So that guy's got to be worth $80 million. And that is so rarely the case. Mm-hmm. If you came across an investment that went up a thousand percent, would you sell it? Most people Most will people say would. absolutely yes. How about if it goes up 10,000%? How about if it goes up a million percent? How about in if each it goes, case, I would sell half of it. How mm. about, well, okay, and you're going to, but that the point is, is how many people did that and didn't sell Bitcoin when they realized a million percent return? You know, again, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things that we all like to think we're smart no. enough never to I don't to think get I'm that smart. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got dragged into it and was, you know, not... Uh, I, I did a good job of not doing anything with it, you know? Like, yeah. And for that, all. you should be commended. You should pat yourself <laughs> yeah. on the back. Uh, and now I know better than to, you know, we've all learned hard lessons uh, in, in the early days of Bitcoin. Everybody's lost some here or there or spent some that they, you know, regret spending or whatever. Particularly if you did it on camera. But now I know that uh, I should buy more whenever I go out and spend crypto. If I'm going to go and you know spend some money on an oil change, because right. I do, I did an oil change recently, paid for that with crypto, I'm going to rebuy that amount in crypto because I do expect that it's going to succeed at this point. I do expect mm-hmm. that it's going to do better uh, over time. Now, we could be completely wrong. It could completely fail, um, but I'm willing to risk that. Yeah. yeah, and the nice thing about being in this community is like I spent big I spent Bitcoin Cash on uh Bitcoin Cash Pizza Day and the uh um <laughs> it was Bitcoin Cash Pizza Day yeah, for me. I don't think anybody paid with BTC yesterday. It's just oh, too expensive wow. to pay with with the fees. But, they, but yeah. the uh, there was a discount for it, so that was good. But you know, my immediate reaction as soon as as soon as I left was to buy back a little bit more crypto than I'd spent, yeah. and that's pretty much you know, if I can't afford to buy it back, I'm not going to spend it. 
Well, a lot of the maximalists will say that everybody, if you can, if it's possible, you should have a Bitcoin, you know, or pick, um, your, pick your favorite cryptocurrency and, and you know, some amount of your savings. So as, as we look at investments, you want to allocate a certain percentage based on the risk that you're willing to take. And mm-hmm. if you have enough money invested in everything else, stocks, bonds, your house, whatever it happens to be, and if something close to a Bitcoin is the amount of it's maybe it's 10 percent, that's just a speculative risk, then mm-hmm. maybe you want to consider that. I, I'm never going to tell anybody to invest money mm-hmm. that they can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. But some percentage of your investment should be in something speculative that sh- that if it takes off, you're going to look really good. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't, then you're still going to retire. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. going to jeopardize those things. That's my my. Yeah, I mean, going out and getting one Bitcoin or one Bitcoin cash makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, even if even if you're not sure it's going to make it there, because if it does, you've made a lot of money. You could be a happy guy. You could be living like Ian. 855 450 free. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what do you think about crypto? Do you think this should be part of somebody's investment strategy? This is Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com also hit us up on discord discord is a very cool app loaded on your pc your linux box your phone whatever you want just load the client use your quality microphone use your high-speed internet connection and you can call into the show and you will sound like you are right here in the studio with us the us in studio today is myself chris i'm ian and the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Not the nobody. Yes, We've the nobody. Got the nobody. See? We'll talk about it offline. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I keep bringing it up. It's one of those things that Rich Paul refers to himself as a nobody. It bothers me every single time. But now what, get over it. I know. Get over it. It's my name. I can say it however I want. Tell me to go blow smoke. Uh, one thing I, I am excited did, about. Didn't we just have did. a smoke? I think so. Actually, you quit smoking. I did quit. Congratulations. I am smoke-free. No longer are my fingers nicotine-stained. Yeah, yeah I smoke about one cigarette a day these days. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% vape, so I've I've found a new way to enjoy being addicted to nicotine. <laughs> Yay for me. One thing I am excited about, though, is ForkFest. Yeah, I know we're all less than four weeks from now. God, I gotta Yay. get up there this year. Uh, three weeks, I think. Yep, I, we're, I'm going to do my best because I oh. like to join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians 
this summer from June 13th to the 18th for Forkfest Yeah, three weeks. This will be the first night of Forkfest in three weeks. This is so tonight. cool. At Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Forkfest happens right before the Porcupine Freedom Festival, also known as Porkfest. And this year it does. This year, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And Forkfest. Let's talk about that changing in 2020, just so uh, everybody knows. Really? Yeah, yeah, move it to the other side. Oh, okay. I see. I thought you were insinuating like the the Porcupine Freedom Festival might be changing or moving. Well, I don't know what they're going like to do that. about that. That's their, yeah. you know, that's, their that's a whole other thing. It's their sinking ship yeah. and their All I know is the guy who was... Who I don't was, know that it's sinking. I mean, it's not it's as fine. much to my taste anymore, yeah, but the is. families who go love it. I know, and, but... And, you know, it's it's... Are as many people going as they're used to? No, but that's to. okay. I mean, uh, okay. you know, it's it went down a little bit for a while, but it's kind of come mm-hmm. back, from what I understand. Uh, Roger Paxson, who's the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival and a, and a friend and sometime co-host here on Free Talk Live, absolutely, uh, he said that he was able to make pork. He's the organizer of the last couple of years of Porkfest. Mm-hmm. He was able to make it turn a profit last year for the first time in many years, apparently. So nice. it seems to be doing all right. Although he's decided he's not going to continue organizing it, so they're going to have to put somebody else in charge for 2020. Absolutely. So that's what I heard, at least. Yep. Difference between Porkfest and festivals like that and Forkfest is Forkfest is decentralized, which means that no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 18th. You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers. You can create whatever experience or events you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forums. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. That is ForkFest.Party. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of, it's going to be good. I, I'm just, I think so. I'm just mm. very jazzed. I keep reading online of other people that... You know, they're they're making it they planned on going to Pork Fest and they're like, I'm gonna come up, I'll be there a few days early and that's mm-hmm. good because it means those of us who live here in the beautiful state of New Hampshire mm-hmm. get to meet more people. And yeah. uh we love having people come through, especially mm-hmm. those who who find the ideas of liberty and freedom as compelling mm-hmm. as we do. And that's why I wanted to have uh Pork Fest after Pork Fest next year is that way People who come up to Porkfest and don't know about Forkfest, we can say, oh, well, hey, stay an extra week. <laughs> right. We're going to be here. Yeah. And or, you know, and that's uh, and I find that's that's when not to say we're trying to we're trying to get the right people to move. And mm-hmm. the longer we have to uh, show them the benefits of uh, the 101 mm-hmm. benefits of New Hampshire, which has been well documented in uh one or 101 reasons liberty lives in new hampshire that's a movie yeah it's a hour-long documentary film that you can watch for free at 101 reasonsfilm.com came out in 2014 so it's actually going to celebrate its fifth year later this year nice and who are the right people the right people yeah you said you want you want the right people to move who do you want it's easier for me to list the people i don't want to move okay Mm. Uh, i don't want people to move who just want to make government bigger and more powerful and more intrusive in my life. I don't mm-hmm. want those people to move. No offense. I'm yep, sure you're all right very nice, but stay where you're at. Uh, yeah. Find a nice state that you're going to enjoy, like California New or New York. 
Those Jersey. are great. Great New Jersey. That's another mm-hmm. great choice. Um, but if you're interested in in liberty and freedom and and you want to be left alone, if you're not hurting anybody else, then why should government bother you? Uh, that's the attitude. Why I should take. there be a government? Even better, <laughs> I'll second that. Should, I would do we say have a, there shouldn't. Yeah, we've got unanimity here. Do we have a we have a quorum too? Yep. I guess we just voted government out of existence. Poof. So poof. Uh, that's it. Was that easy? <laughs> One thing that government has loved to muck around in has been CBD. This is cannabidiol. No, doing? I know. Uh, cannabidiol is one of those compounds that is found in the marijuana plant. It's also found in the hemp plant. CBD's been blowing up recently. I mean, uh, this seems like one of the things that's really been catching on. There's a whole store that just opened up in Keene about right? that. Yeah. And, and all the vape stores sell they've it. They've got it, yeah. yeah. And if Gas stations. Gas stations. Little, yeah. little general stores in the small town of Alstead that I live in, you can buy CBD products at the mm-hmm. checkout. Oh, yeah. And interestingly, I saw CBD uh, flour uh, today. Like for cooking? At, no, no. At uh, at the vape store, they had buds oh. of CBD hemp. Um, really? And I'm pretty sure uh, because I had a friend who bought some weed and brought it to my house, and he was like, uh, Rich, <laughs> I bought this weed. <laughs> And I'm it not getting looks high. good, it smells good, and it doesn't do anything. Try some of this with me. And I was like, what? I smoked some of it with him, and it, it smelled a little bit like wheat. It didn't have quite the smell that I but expected, it looks like, but it would have passed. It's got the and hairs. It and it, perfect. I gotta oh, yeah. say, I've, I've seen, seen a, this too. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen a lot of weed in my day, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I never even knew that hemp uh, plants were flowering. I just, for whatever yeah. reason, didn't even, I've never seen it before. I didn't even know. I just it, thought they were stalky. It looks mm. exactly like a marijuana plant. I mean, it really right, does. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of interesting. And, and this is going to really screw with the police, isn't it? Like if there's bags of hemp flowers being sold out hey, there. Hey, let's get me like a quarter. When did I get a car? <laughs> let's get me a quarter Seriously. pound of CBD herb. <laughs> throw it in the back seat. <laughs> I just, I just, just want to take it down on Central Square in Keene and just roll up a big old joint of hemp. Oh, just sit yeah. down in the Keene Police uh, Department uh, yeah. uh, lobby Park. and start selling bags of hemp flowers <laughs> oh, in the yeah. parking lot. That would be fun. I'd, I'd try to sell it to cops. Hey. <laughs> Need I, some CBD? I got some of this. Some, I wouldn't yeah. say what it is. No. I'm just going to say, hey. Uh, but CBD made other news. Uh, this comes to us from LiveScience.com. CBD, this is based on recent studies, may reduce drug cravings in people who suffer from heroin addiction. Really? A small study mm-hmm. finds uh, the marijuana compound CBD or cannabidiol may help reduce drug cravings in people with heroin addiction, a preliminary new study suggests. The study, which is published today, and today being March 21st when this was announced, in the American Journal of Psychiatry, involved 42 people with heroin use disorder uh, who were attempting to abstain from the drug. Participants visited the laboratory and were shown cues intended to trigger drug craving. In this case, videos of people using heroin or objects involved in drug use, like syringes. Seeing these typical cues in an uncontrolled setting can build uh, a resistance to relapse. We're going to find out hmm. what these people experienced, and it may surprise you. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. 
455 453. That's free as in freedom, free as in no free lunch, but free. Just being free. And that's what we're hoping to achieve here in New Hampshire. That's what I hope you're hoping to achieve in your life. Because that's a good thing. We don't need government to tell us silly things. I was very impressed to see that the government did drop regulations on the number of cherries required to be in a frozen cherry pie. Now, you two are looking at me with that look of, what? Our federal government actually regulated the number of cherries that could possibly, and what quality these cherries could be mm-hmm. in a frozen cherry pie. But yes, our government does stupid. Is this the FDA? FDA. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe we'll pull that story up. Uh, I thought you guys might have covered it. But yes, wow. uh, part of Trump's push to reduce the impact of governing through regulation well except for the fact that he's now is starting a trade war with china and don't don't go all anti-trump on me. I, I only I, i'm to, not gonna go all pro-trump on I, only, I only want to talk about the good things that trump does and ignore everything yeah. else like trade wars and yeah. other which is way worse than cherry regulations as far as frozen pies Way well, maybe worse. to yeah. you. Yeah. What about the cherry pie-loving uh, fans of the show that we probably have one of listening to us? I don't know. Uh, so um, what else is he doing besides do the trade? Cherries. So there's a trade war thing going on now. Oh, and, we got, oh, reg- yeah, we got heard, regular wars. I know what I heard. I heard he was subsidizing the farmers who are being hurt by oh, the trade yeah. wars. So basically what the that. bad economics on both sides. Yeah, so, so the way the system works now is... We charge American citizens more for the uh, for the Chinese things they they impact. Mm-hmm. We lose trade from it, so we borrow money from the Chinese to give the American manufacturers. <laughs> In this case, farmers. Uh, farmers. Uh, Wait, they're borrowing back. from the Chinese. Well, well we don't we have borrow any money to... from the Chinese every year. You mean the government? I don't borrow money from the Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was the that was the royal we referring to uh, and, and dear, Trump. Dear listeners, none of us actually borrow money from China. That money is borrowed uh, in your name by other people called government. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, I mean, if the government uh, goons need money, they just turn on the printing presses. But they can sell what bonds or whatever to China to get even more right uh there are different ways that the government creates money out of thin air so we do have the old uh standby turn on the printing presses and print more money or in this case enter it into in- incrementing a keyboard. numbers in a yeah. computer system you can do that you can uh do it through tra- uh, fractional reserve banking and here's a fun mm-hmm. fact whenever you buy something on credit you have just created money out of thin air. So you, in a way, are as much to blame as the government other than you're forced to follow their stupid uh, economics. Right. Uh, the but other way the, that the government what, can do is they can go mm-hmm. out on the market and borrow money. Mm-hmm. So, Well, they're borrowing money anyway because what happens behind the scenes when the Federal Reserve uh, prints money, okay, they use that money to buy government bonds on the open market. So they're they're taking people have lent money to the government and they're buying those bonds that that represent that uh, that money. They're the That's last what the federal- res- resort, right? Like the Federal Reserve is 
who the government, uh, the federal government goons turn to when oh. they need to sell bonds. They well, can't sell to anyone say, else. Yeah, of last been... resort, that's on the other side. That yeah. means that if a bank is bankrupt and they're completely screwed and none of the other banks will set, will lend them money, the Federal Reserve will bail them out. Yes. And uh, that's... So it was it, they were acting as the lender of last resort when mm-hmm. they did the TARP, uh, TARP bailouts, mm-hmm. although they needed special authorization to actually uh, do that But don't thing. they also guarantee to buy the bonds if they can't find any other buyers? Like if the federal government um, has a bunch of bonds if, they need to dump, the Federal Reserve is guaranteed to buy them, if I'm uh, not mistaken. They I don't would. know if they are because bonds will always sell. The question is at what price will they sell? Okay. Anybody's going to pay a dollar for a for a hundred dollar government bond? Not me. I don't want that crap. <laughs> I would pay a dollar for a hundred dollar government uh, bond. I, I I'm not giving them I my would. money. I'd yeah, cash um, sell it immediately. But it gets it's gets pretty it gets murky when we talk about it in good, reasonably good economic times. And right now, yeah. we're not in horrible economic straits, at least on on the surface. Uh, the right. uh, there are underlying problems that that will eventually spell the end of the system as we know it. I say that oh, yeah. confidently. Um, and the sooner the better. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, all these government systems fail. Yeah. You, you, you're you always and told all... that, that Social Security is a Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme, and they're absolutely right. It is a Ponzi scheme, yep. but you don't realize that your entire financial system that is exists in the United States is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It cannot go on forever. Is rigged six ways from Sunday, and each one of those rigs is un- unsustainable. Yes, you know you cannot rig a men- rig a market and keep it rigged. It will beat you. Yeah, it's craziness. Um, but yeah, so so the government was regulating the number of cherries and frozen cherry pies, and Trump did away with that. I commend him for uh, an initiative that's supposed to be uh, government wide to reduce regulation. Um, but there's so much, so many more bigger fish to fry. You know, that's, that's, I think, to your point is look over here, don't look over there. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what we did for cherry pies. Uh, it's pretty insane. We're going to go to the phones where we've got David. David calling in from New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hello. Hey. First of all, hello. hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hey. Yeah. But, uh, Ian been into the shrooms today, being punny. What? That's unusual. Oh, yeah. uh, I wish I'd taken yeah. shrooms today, but no. You got yeah. some? Yeah, I was no, going to say. You were being punny earlier, and it was out of character. We so. do have a show rule. When well, I'm different to... when I'm sitting on the third mic. I can, you know, yeah, that, that do is... ding, you know, focus on other things. Yeah, if he's punny right on, on the first mic, we'll send him to the penitentiary. Oh, man. <laughs> or to the pit <laughs> with a pundulum. <laughs> hey, in, in 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 that vein, in that vein, uh, uh, Diddley could have told you what a uh, what a what a what a gigameg was. Every, every, everybody in the South knows what a gigameg is. Good, really? What's a gigameg? Good. I'm was, from the South. Uh, this was brought up by Calvinary. He was talking about uh, Bitcoin. This is the rich S- guy that's backing, backing the guy Craig claiming to be Wright. Satoshi. Yeah, he was talking about how they were successfully improving Bitcoin SV, which is a Another cryptocurrency I do not advocate, um, but yes, he said that they were in the process of expanding it and upgrading it to handle literally gigamegs of data. <laughs> what is a gigameg? They want to make the block size one gigabyte? Is that what they're saying? No, at least a gigameg. 
So when you go out in the swamp and, and you and you gig gig a, a million frogs for dinner, you okay. gig an egg. That makes as yeah. much sense as gig Craig writes. So okay, you gig oh, a million okay. frogs. I still don't understand what is gig in the context of frogs. I, I think frogs? dig frogs. Frog, no, like, frog gigging is when you get a, a like a um, like a three pronged fork and stab frogs. Oh, see, I, I why I, would I, you stab frogs to eat them? Oh, okay. Frog I've, leg. I've had frog legs, but I didn't know that you gig the f- frog before you Friday or whatever. <laughs> Now Thanks you know. for the call. Now we know. It. Thanks for the call, David. Uh, 855-450 free. We'll talk about more about frog gigging uh, probably uh, over not. my dead body. But we're going to talk about more things that are very interesting. 855-450 free. This is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. In hour number three tonight, hour number two, let me see, seven to eight to nine, that'll be our second hour or third hour? Third hour. Are you asking where we are now? <laughs> uh, in studio, it's Chris, who is having a minor stroke. Uh, I'm Ian. And Rich Paul. And Rich Paul. See, now we've done away with all the silliness, and we're just back Does to CBD Rich Paul. Does CBD help with strokes? I hope so. <laughs> um, I'm it, counting it would on certainly it to, lubricate. I, I'm, I'm counting on it to save my life. Uh, but one thing I do want to take a moment to do is to put a little shout-out to Eric Haley, because he is a silver amplifier. Thank you, Thanks, Eric. Eric. Uh, our amplifier program stands for, uh, advertise, market, promote, and certain people like Eric like to throw us a couple bucks in this case, $5 a month. He's pledged to pay, uh, that goes into our amplifier program. We use that money to promote the ideas of Liberty and to market this show to more radio stations. And that's, that's a good thing. The more people that can, hear these ideas, uh, we think uh, the better off we're all going to be. So thank you, Eric, for your pledge of 5 bucks a month. To find out more, you can go to amplify.free. Nope. I'm amp, sorry. Amp. Amp. Freetalklive.com. Thank you, Ian. Uh, amp.freetalklive.com and, uh, and do your part. I'm an amplifier. I just kind of... You're an amp. I am. I, I realized <laughs> that when they actually put it on the schedule for me to thank myself uh, one time because... Yeah. We we periodically do this stuff, um, but right now, what I wanted to, who I wanted to thank was the American Journal of Psychiatry because not a lot of mainstream um, uh, groups or peer reviewed journals have taken the time to actually publish their findings on marijuana or anything mm-hmm. even remotely related. Uh, cannabidiol or CBD is is remotely related in that. CBD is found in the marijuana plant, but it's also found in the hemp plant. The hemp plant does not have 
THC or Tetra 9, uh, excuse me, Delta 9 Tetra, man. Tetrahydrocannabinol? Cannabinol, yeah, that would be the full name of it. The the THC is what gets you high. Um, CBD does not get you high. It provides no real feeling whatsoever, but there is indications that it does provide health benefits. And it does seem that pretty much, at least across the United States, CBD is kind of blown up as like the latest sort of health craze. You know, this thing you can take and and it will solve everything. I don't think it's going to solve everything. I doubt that. Uh, uh, it is a bit of a craze, it seems it, like. It is, hmm. but I think for certain things, and I can speak uh, just for myself, when I take CBD, I tend to be a little less anxious, a little how more, do you in, how do you focused. ingest it? Because uh, I mean, I only just recently heard about the flowers. I didn't know that you could smoke uh, hemp flowers. I didn't even know that was a thing. Normally, I'm seeing it in like edibles or creams or like what is your preferred? So I I do it two ways. Uh, terpenes, uh, which is one way that you can uh, ingest CBD. It's a liquid uh, derived from the flowering uh portions of hemp or from marijuana actually it's like a tincture you put it under your tongue yes or? uh you take it subliminal mm-hmm. uh sub- sublingually lingually thank you um that's that's the way i usually do it but lately i've been adding it to my vape so, really so, so there's an, like an oil or some kind of juice yeah, it's it's a vegetable oil based mm-hmm. uh just like vapes are but i throw a few drops in whenever i reload my vape now this is different from the tincture the tincture is a different correct concoction correct. yep so okay. one is um takes taken sublingually that right. um hits me much sooner but but again it's not like i'm walking around high no uh there's nothing like that but it does seem to reduce my stress I don't hmm. feel as stressed out as I, I normally do. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, if your stress is on a 10, what does this take you down to, an 8? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just Takes on a the ballpark. Edge off. It uh-huh. does. That's a good way of describing it. It's huh. it's not like I'm I'm not bouncing off the walls or anything, but I just feel like uh, sometimes if you're a small business owner, you'll know what I'm talking about. You get a lot on your plate. Uh, you, get a, you always have a lot on your plate, and, and sometimes it's easy to get just sort of uh, in this loop where you're not getting anything done, it does help me uh, sort of calm down and help concentrate a little bit. Mm. So so I find it useful. Um, in this case, uh, what they did was they took a, a group of 42 people who were addicted to heroin and they were a- attempting to abstain. They were trying to quit. And what they did was, first of all, they were showing them cues uh, pictures, in this case, videos and pictures of people using heroin or objects uh, involved in drug use like syringes. Um, before the lab session, participants received either a dose of CBD or a placebo. Participants who received CBD reported experiencing lower drug cravings in response to the cues, as well as lower anxiety compared with those who received the placebo. Okay, What's see, now more? that's interesting. It's nice to see some studies uh, being done here to where, you know, if, if, if a bunch of people are swearing by CBD, you know right. there's placebo effect going on. Exactly. Um, but when you get a good scientific study like this, uh, now what was the sample size? You said it was relatively small, uh, right? 42 people with the yeah, initial it's one. Not the, it's not the smallest, but it's not gigantic either. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you know, being able to actually have results from CBD while you also have people on a placebo, is encouraging. 
What's more, the effects appear to be somewhat durable, lasting up to a week before participants took CBD again, or lasting up to a week after they took it. Wow. Um, Still, the results are far from definitive. The researchers did not examine whether CBD actually prevents drug relapse outside of a laboratory setting, and so future studies are needed to answer this question. Well, it's not going to prevent it. Okay, it's going to maybe give somebody... Uh, a minor adjustment in how they're approaching things, but if if their life is so crappy yes. uh, that uh, you know, no amount of CBD is going to overcome the the desire to escape that, and that's ultimately what drives a lot of drug addiction. Um, I think I think that's true. Um, although I'll tell you, I've I've always when I was selling weed, I would always tell people. Um, who were trying to get off heroin? If you, if you come by the house, I'll smoke with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. If they're trying um, to get off, then that's, right. And and that's the help. thing. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not. Nothing will sober up an addict who doesn't want that's to right. be sober. Right. Um, and in no that example, though. you are providing. You were providing them with CBD. CBD mm-hmm. is part oh, yeah. of marijuana. What surprises me is that I assumed that what they were getting was a certain level of relief from getting. Low grade high, um, not necessarily as high as you might get from uh, mm. from heroin, but they get a little relief for a while. So it's really interesting to me to find out that it's uh, that it's at least in part the non psychoactive uh, part that right. works. Right. Because the thing is, like uh, people in AA or NA generally aren't cool with uh, with smoking weed, but they might be cool with CBD, and that might give them a little more edge. Well, yeah, and, you know, we do have to, as we talk about all these studies, we have to keep in mind all the people that have overdosed from marijuana and be very, uh-huh. I'm sorry, that number is zero. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, heroin yeah. Uh, has killed lots of people, and uh, lots of addictions have killed lots of people. Marijuana wow. uh, has not, and neither has hemp or anything else of that family. I'm imagining a cartoon of a killing contest. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana is so, uh, still getting shut out. <laughs> so the long and uh, the short of this is there are more studies planned, and that's good news. We want to see more research into these things. For the longest time, they could not be researched nope. because the federal government declares and still declares that marijuana itself uh, has no is medical benefit. No medical benefit. It's a Schedule One drug. It is comparable to heroin. Uh, and things, uh, it's just more government insanity. 855-450 free. We've got a couple more things to share with you, and but we still got time for your calls. So give us a call. Again, 855-450 free. This is Free Talk Live. free. That's 855-450-3733. Maybe time for your calls. Um, but we've been talking, we've been talking CBD and uh, a recent study um, through the Journal of American Psychiatry finding that CBD seems to reduce the anxiety that a lot of people who are addicted to heroin uh, are going through when they're trying to quit 
it seems to be helping that. And hmm. this is, uh, again, a small-scale study. Uh, they recognize that they need to do larger studies, unfortunately now. Um, we used because- to call this the marijuana maintenance program. I had a roommate who, I've had similar experiences uh, with you, or not with you, but as you, uh, nobody. But yeah. the um, a roommate of mine was addicted to opiates at, mm-hmm. at one time, and you know he was shooting up and you know doing the whole thing. And he put himself on a marijuana maintenance plan. That this was his term that he used for it, and it helped him kick. It helped him kick opiates. I mean, it's just a fact. That's that's nothing to be taken lightly. No. Nobody knows the trouble he's seen. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Uh, we're going to go to the phones where we've ah. got Gene, the Christian Excellent. anarchist. Gene, the Christian anarchist. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi, um, we're talking on the Discord about the 1960s and the hippie generation, the peace-love generation. Hold on, Gene. Were you the only one who remembered that? I do remember it. I'm sure there are others who remember it. Um, Not the ones who are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I say that I've lived through two great uh, movements in my lifetime. One is the peace-love generation, and the other is the Ron Paul Revolution. Which uh, was torpedoed with by the media, but see, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. In the '60s, the peace love uh, movement had the support of the media. The media was behind the, you know, what we were doing, uh, trying to end the war, and behind what Timothy Leary was writing and questioning authority. And it was all, you know, we actually made a change. Uh, the people actually stood up and stopped the war, but. Uh, and they changed, they challenged the way people were thinking. And to this day, that still affects us. It's, it's affecting how we look at things. But the Ron Paul revolution was actively torpedoed in the media. And uh, there's all kinds of videos that you can go look up on YouTube. Have you I mean, seen like the uh, John Stewart video where he, uh, where he asks, why is Ron Paul the, like the 13th floor of a hotel? Yep. Yeah, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. And uh, you're exactly right. I was so. That's what turned me into an anarchist. I was a mm. uh, constitution thumping, flag waving libertarian. Yep. Until I realized that the game is rigged and is rigged on every level and it's designed to be rigged and to stay rigged. Yeah. And that's when I just said, well, we're just going to have to burn it to the ground then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, 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 I feel your, uh, your anger there because I also did that, but see, I was an anarchist prior to that. The first time I called free talk live, I would, identified as the Christian anarchist, and that was, I think, 2004. But then when Ron Paul ran, I had to give it another shot. I had to give it another go. And I was so angered and upset by what I saw happening to that wonderful man that I then just flipped right back to my full anarchy mode and you know i don't think See, I'll ever to me back. though there's no violation of of anarchy in voting voting is just expressing an opinion and you have a right to express your uh to express your opinion um there's a question you know, of how much good it does there is a question of of how much good it does but that's 
up to you to decide, not up to me to tell you. Yeah, and I think it does a lot of good, especially in in New Hampshire, for a number of reasons. The first thing is there's a well-known effect in the... um, in in uh, marketing that's called the bandwagon effect. When there's a movement, people want to get on board it. People who would automa- who would uh, normally be apathetic want to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and do something about this. So anything you can do to increase the perceived number of libertarians in society makes us more credible. Yep, that's true. That's part of the, uh, yeah. the reason why the Free State Project and the migration, the New Hampshire Liberty migration, is a good idea. Because the more of us there are in a given geographic area, the more likely the average person is going to come across the ideas of freedom more often. They're going to hear about it on the radio. They're going to see it, uh, maybe one of their coworkers at work, yep. somebody at the church that they go to. They're going to start hearing the same ideas coming from different voices, and then it'll become more legitimate, and eventually we're going to see people... People who are going to say, oh, yeah, I always agreed with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know? And that's and, the Overton and window. Day, and in some cases, they won't be lying. That's probably true. And yeah. to, this day, Go ahead, to this Dave. day, I still like to support those people that are for liberty. So I will put my money and my efforts behind anybody that stands up for liberty that would, you know, like Justin A. Mash and, and the others that are actually trying to make a change. I do support those kind of people, and I will go out and pull a lever for them if uh, it comes to that, but I really don't expect it to make much difference. But if enough people were to pull that lever, then, of course, yeah, that's going to make a difference. Yeah. So all of those tools are available to us. I I think uh, it's it's – while voting has some importance to some people, um, we we can't lose lose, – we can't keep that from us doing our part to talk to other voters. I mean, mm-hmm. in the end, this is our system of government. In the end, we still have this thing called the state, and it well, has certain, mm-hmm. you know, certain rules that if you want to affect change, you can do it in a couple different ways. I say, like fight say, them on we, every front. Go ahead. We've got we've got the three boxes, and I don't want to use that last box just yet. So yeah. uh, right now, I'm using the soapbox. And we can use that ballot box if you want, uh, even though it's not terribly effective. I hate to get to the ballot, to the uh, cartridge box, but that's And that's the that other the reason final. that I that I keep voting is I don't want to say that it got to a shooting war and I didn't trouble myself to take 10 minutes to vote every time I got the chance. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. I, and I think so. And, and you, you'll find a lot of people on... Well, depending on who's president, you'll you'll hear people on both sides of the aisle going, "Man, we're headed to a civil war." So, if um, nobody ran for president, would you vote for him? <laughs> I would. I, I, I nobody tweet gets that off. Nobody. Twenty twenty four. Nobody cares. Nobody tells the truth. Vote for nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nobody will end all the wars. Nobody cares about the poor. Nobody loves you when you're down and out. <laughs> yeah. And nobody knows the trouble you've seen. It's, it's got, <laughs> infinite, got my vote. It's Thank got you. infinite pers- uh, possibilities. Gene, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. I'm still back in Supreme Nobody 2020. Supreme Nobody. <laughs> Meaning Vermin Supreme yeah, I was and gonna Nobody. Yeah, I going to say... Um, Oh yeah, that would be a wouldn't it be a great be a ticket? ticket right? Supreme nobody. <laughs> and, That's not just any nobody. 
No, no, that's a that's nobody with some some name recognition. Yeah. Now, Vermin Supreme is like a regular vermin with sour cream and <laughs> olives. Is that it? That's how you get vermin. No, he's supreme. the king of all vermin. He's the top vermin. Oh, okay. He's the supreme vermin. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It cracks me up. Of all politicians, he's the... So I'm used to hearing Vermin Supreme in my circles. You know, I talk mm-hmm. to you guys. We're going to joke about the last thing Vermin Supreme said. And people I know, people what did he say? in more liberty-minded circles, but... Something about ponies. It just it slays me when I see him being reported on in mainstream media. And the guy always mm-hmm. shows up in New Hampshire. Yep. He, he, oh, he'll be coming back. He'll be coming yeah. back. He was at Area 23 last week. Really? Yep. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, I did see that on Was he doing a campaign fundraiser? What was he up to? I don't know, but uh, Garrett took a picture of him, and another guy took a picture with him. All right. I'm sorry, not of him, but with him. He's very photogenic. He is, and you're going to see reporting on him on Fox News. You're going to see reporting on him in in, uh, MSNBC. It's it's crazy, and I'm... Well, he's been running for president for a long time. I mean, this is well, not yeah. his first uh, rodeo. Decade? Decades? More than that, yeah. yeah it's least, been a, at I least sent a him a message and, and told him that nobody made, needed his endorsement, but he may not have understood that. <laughs> See, this is, is sort of the problem with your your name, is it? Does, well, uh, well, yeah, the, the side effect may be that after two years of being nobody, I'm going to be quite mad. Right. I mean, madder. Um, <laughs> like a hatter or mad as an angry? Uh, like a hatter. Okay. Like a hatter. I mean, the reason being that it's that is grammatically um, confusing, <laughs> and you know, fun. those who don't uh, don't speak clearly don't think clearly. So I I might need some detox <laughs> after doing this. There you go. Well, that that's all we have for you tonight. But stay tuned uh, and see what comes up tomorrow night. Free Ransom Talk more. Live. We do this every day. 855-450-FREE. Call that number tomorrow. This is... Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series. My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I've learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses. Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought, because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series, and each one teaches a set of ideas that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com.